Hey everyone, it's Brandon and Jesse, and we're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we're breaking down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is... How do you know? What? I gotta wait. Whenever this one thing happens, I know I'm gone. I'll tell you, but it's personal. I don't want anyone making fun of me for it. No, no one's... Go! <laughs> I figure I'm in love with somebody when I wear a condom with the other girls, okay? <laughs> Holy shit, I'm in love. <laughs> so, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? How does he know? How do I know? How would I know? This, how would you know? So first off, trying to find anything on this film was just a pain <laughs> in the ass. But I can tell you that somehow this movie cost $121 million speculative to make, which, uh, where's the fucking budget? I, it's on the front cover of the movie. <laughs> it, I get, well, here's the thing. So, and we'll break and they, okay. So just to kind of say the movie only made 49 million and that's important to quote because Jack Nicholson only pulled in 13 million Reese Witherspoon, 15, uh, Owen Wilson, I believe 13 is, uh, or no, 10. Jack Nicholson was 10. Uh, Jack Nicholson was 12, 12. Okay. Owen was Wilson 12. was 10. Owen Wilson was 10. And then Paul Rudd was only like three. Right. Why is Paul? Why is Paul Rudd taking a a portion of what Jack Nichols? I mean, I get that at this time period he was probably the least known person, but it is funny to think that he got three million compared to everyone else in this film. Yeah. Uh. Well, so that's like fifty million right there, right? Um. Yeah, I think so. Um, so the movie think... didn't even make back the the leads budget. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's. It's plus the the, the director was ten million. Also, yeah, well, yeah, it's James L. Brooks, yeah, um, who's a big deal. And James L. Brooks, 40, 50, Brooks, yeah, so between all of them, it's 50 million, yeah. And I mean, that's not including you know the, the secondary players like Catherine Hahn, but like, my god, uh, this movie. Well, you know what? I don't want to, I will just let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it. Jesse, this was a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. <laughs> so like it had zero redeeming qualities to it. Like, I... It wasn't so bad that it was like, oh, this is cheesy and enjoyable. It wasn't like, was oh, this is actually charming. good. There's no, how do you take three of the most charming actors in Hollywood and make them boring as fuck? Yeah. I could care less when Paul Rudd showed up and everyone in this movie, except for Paul Rudd and Catherine Hahn, is a piece of human shit. Yeah, they are exactly. fucking terrible humans. And I'm like, I'm so confused. What uh, fucking Owen Wilson alone? <laughs> I don't know how we're supposed to feel about him. Like, I one thing he's like really trying hard to like be a good person and be a good like relationship he's really trying hard and is he really show. but then the next thing he's like yeah i fucked a bunch of other people yeah i'm a piece of shit yeah and it's like who are you as a person i don't know i think he's trying to have he's trying to have a work towards a good relationship in his head but well, he is a narcissistic gaslighter and oh, yeah. like no, i mean his definition of a relationship is definitely not the state. I'm not going to say not a definition because it is definitely a definition for some people, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, 
but it is not the standard um, definition, not a typical definition of a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And she's just as bad. She's a terrible person. She's, she's mean. not nice. She is so mean. She's mean yeah. to people being so nice to her. Yeah. And <laughs> she's, pardon me. She's very, um, like she will never say what she just wants. That aggravates the living shit out of me and all of these movies. These movies would be 30 minutes long. I don't even long. know if she knows what she wants because the entire the entirety of the well, movie, like they act like this thing is like a big like, oh, her life's going to change because she's not getting this softball uh, part, well, spot the softball team. But then that does nothing. That has nothing to do with the film. Wow. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a button. <laughs> I mean, Paul Rudd. He is just trying He's, so hard to like be charming, but someone told him, "Hey, uh, you know what's really charming? Uh, slapstick comedy, but like not good slapstick comedy, twitchy." So he's like super twitchy and like fumbling and stuff. And a couple times, a little bit of Paul Rudd shows through, and you could tell something he came up with, like when he's talking to her and he accidentally touches her leg. And he goes, "I just touched your leg," and I was like, "Ha! Well, that's a Paul Rudd thing right there." But like he was for sure like seemed off in this. He seemed like he had a type of maybe a mental disorder. He wasn't <laughs> he was he refused to deal with any problem that was coming at him. Yeah. And he like when he learned that his father, who is a terrible person. Oh, my God. Yeah. It... <laughs> who literally <laughs> set up some type of bribe with Egyptians to make his son go down for the crime like. And he's like, he comes back to him with like, well, this is okay. Cause you know, you're my son. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And he totally what? expected him to just be okay to take the fall for him. Even once he told yeah. him what was going on. He's like, oh, if what? I go to jail, it'll be for the rest of my life. You go to jail, it'll be for three years. And exactly, like, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> and I'm super confused too, by the way, on where uh, we're supposed to feel about him. Because like at the end of the film, spoiler alert, the the hmm. climax of this film has to is relying on Paul Rudd has made Paul Rudd becomes the main character at the very end of the film instead of Reese Witherspoon. And his decision is if she doesn't love him, he's going to go to jail for three years for his father. But if she does love <laughs> him, his father has to go to prison for the rest of his life. Potentially. yeah. That is literally the fucking end of this film. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so, like, when we see Paul Rudd and her, you know, meet up, the dad is watching and he's got like a smile on his face. But then he quickly turns into a, uh oh, yeah, this means I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I, I just everyone in the movie was a piece of shit. If they weren't a piece of shit, they were an absolute idiot. The only people that weren't pieces of shit were Catherine Hahn's character and her boyfriend. Yeah, they were they were just normal folk. Yeah. Uh that actor he's been in some things but al's the best character in the film al has the most emotional scene in the film <laughs> al is one of the few people that his everyone in this movie can't make a decision but at least al's ability to not make decisions is based on the welfare of others lenny like Lenny Benito. Benito. yeah i knew it was something like that yeah he's he's he plays like a a mafia guy in like a million films. But like he, by the way, 
I would like to see a movie about him. Like he was my favorite character. <laughs> his, It'd be uh, more interesting than this one. His proposal was interesting. I mean, that was the only scene in the movie that actually got any type of reaction out of me. And I was like, oh, this is very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I Now, as soon as it happened, I'm going to be, I was like, oh yeah, the gag is that he's not recording on the camcorder. Yeah. Sure enough, yeah. it played out. I'm but like, it was funny. Yeah. That was a little funny because then they're like, hey, you got to do it again. But then they're all mean again. And she's mean to him and yelling at him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I will say this. There are a couple jokes that land for me really well in this. One of them was at the opening with the condom thing, which was kind of funny. Uh, another gag that kind of made me laugh was Owen Wilson digging really deep to try to be emotional and share something that means something to her. And he tells the story about the guy mailing the cat turds. And then he's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, so I get it. So, you know, his anger went away after some time and he stopped doing it. And so, you know, it'll it'll fade. And he goes, well, the cat died. And I was <laughs> no, like, I oh, that, that that's a little funny. But the best joke in the movie by far is whenever Catherine Hahn gives birth to her baby and she's like, you're going to meet your dad. And then when Paul Rudd turns around, <laughs> his dad yeah. is there and he goes, what? No, no. And that was the funniest moment in the film because I didn't expect that joke. It, it's an no. easy joke to make, but I did not expect it. And it got me good. I laughed pretty hard because for a second I go, uh oh. And then <laughs> the other guy comes in. I go, oh, oh, OK. Oh, my God. I did not know where this was going. Because I thought that him having a kid was going to be a thing where it's going to be like, oh, hey, uh, I can't go to jail for the rest of my life. I have a kid, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this movie just got another layer. But no, it was just a it was just a quick gag. That was pretty funny. Uh, wow. James L. Brooks, by the way. Yeah. James L. Brooks is a good director and he's a good writer. He did about Schmidt. He did a lot of films that were very good. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have Jack Nicholson in it. This film felt like it was leftovers of everything he's done and he just sort of put it out <laughs> yeah it it was uh as far as i was aware from what i did saw in my research this was almost career ending pretty much yeah he um, hasn't done th anything since has he i don't it's just might have been the last jack nicholson film uh yeah, I I feel like I've seen Jack Nicholson or something since then. Um, but James uh, James L. Brooks was with Sony. Um, you know, pretty much Sony did all of his stuff from like mm -hmm. I think ninety eight. It was like it was like uh, and I like nineteen ninety eight or this something is, like that. This is or, Simpsons royalty here, James L. Brooks. Yeah, and uh, he 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 had almost like ten or so years worth of Sony, and then as soon as this movie gets released and bombs, they decide you know they're not going to um, renew any of his contracts and not really. Which is crazy. He it. had like Oscar award-winning films directly before this and movies that made money. And then this one film sunk him and they granted it lost $70 million, but like what the hell, you know? Yeah. It was, did you see who did the music for this film? I did not. Who was it? Hans Zimmer. Holy shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's another <laughs> 5 million that they, threw at somebody holy crap it was jack nicholson's last movie yeah i wow. was gonna say i don't i think this was his last film i mean last film and you know until he puts out another one he's still kicking around well he was still alive of course but yeah. he hasn't done anything and this what year was this again uh 2010 that's 11 years is a long time ago you know what i think i'm gonna do another movie <laughs> i got an idea for you jack have your people call my people yeah yeah I'll come up with that idea for you, Jack. <laughs> I, uh, 
I uh, uh, have a game I want to play with you, and we'll play this at the end, but I want you to come up with a few. Okay. Uh, I want you to come up with a tagline for this movie. Oh, God. Because the tagline, I don't even know if there's a tagline that exists for this movie, but I came up with one. So you got to the end. We'll do it whenever we go to, uh, um, you know, should it bomb, but uh, definitely want to play with that. So the dialogue in this film is absolutely terrible. Just the worst dialogue. Uh, everyone sounds like they're either like barely talking or they're quoting fortune cookies. Like everyone has Witherspoon's like, bad about that. Well, her entire apartment, the decorations in her apartment are just lit, laugh, love, live inspirational quotes all mm-hmm. over the place. But even Jack Nicholson is like anger is a useful tool, but mind the bitterness. And I'm like, why is everyone talking like this? People don't talk like this in real life. Who just talks in quotes? Yeah, it's bad. <clears throat> I don't, I, on my notes, I literally have, and these are the last three notes I have hated Owen Wilson's character, but wasn't, I uh, didn't communicate well, didn't care for twitchy ass, uh, Paul Rudd also didn't communicate well, couldn't stand no, inspirational no. poster. That was Reese Witherspoon didn't communicate well. <laughs> I will give uh, credit to Owen Wilson. He does not fat shame women. Uh, when we see his closet of uh, clothes that he gives out, they are smalls through XLs, which means he's okay with a woman from extra small to extra large, which good for him. You know? Yeah. Hey, kudos. he's a good looking uh, ba- professional baseball player in this. He's a big time professional baseball player who thinks he's his career is never going to end, which was funny to me. But <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I mean, I, as far as his general character is concerned, I don't like him as a person. But he did play the character well. Yeah. I'll give him oh, yeah. that. He played it. He plays like an absolute idiot really well. Yeah, and this was just like a really egotistical idiot. So he just got to add a little bit of that to it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the lighting in this film and the fact that everything is lit with like the brightest fucking lights imaginable. I was about to say what lighting. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. It's so bright. Every bit of the even scenes at night are like completely lit. It is crazy how bright this film is. And I know I've complained about movies being too dark in the past, but this is too much light. This is way too much light. It's like TV sitcom light. It's very weird. Yeah, it's not like like, great. The sound was fine in it. I'll give them that. And the direction was fine. The shots never looked that bad. Although uh, there were there was a, the dinner scene with the first dinner scene where they're eating Italian in, in silence. The camera scene in that was very weird. They were like really close up and like kind of like just going back and forth between the two. And there were barely any reactions. It was a very weird choice. But for the rest of the film, it was very much sitcom camera angles, which I don't like. But at least it doesn't look bad. So I don't know. The camera is a little unsteady at bits, too, but. It's just a weird film, man. Yeah. I and, I didn't have well, a whole lot of redeeming qualities. One thing that bothered the ever-living shit out of me. And I am, I am because of my age, I am a millennial, but I am an elder millennial. I'm right on the edge. Um, so I am the beginning of the generation that hates phone calls, only wants to text. So the phone ringing bothers me. This movie was half fucking phone ringing. Oh, yeah. Man. Every a... phone in the movie's ringing. 
And every model of Sony Ericsson phone is on this movie. Yeah. There's like, you like the Sony Ericsson flip? You like the Sony Ericsson sidekick? You like the, uh, everything you can see, man. Yeah. But every, I mean, every, I want, if I would have enjoyed the movie even a little bit, I would have gone back and record or figured out how much of the movie was cell phone ringing because <laughs> it's a lot. Cell phone ringing and inspirational quotes make up 90% of this film sounds. <clears throat> yeah. I, here's a couple nitpicks. I got, I got some, I got some nits to pick first. <laughs> pick them. What was the fucking plan to play softball for the rest of your life? That's not right? how it fucking works. <laughs> that's not how it works. If you're, I'm not even, I'm not an athlete. I know that's not how it works. If you're an athlete, you, you plan for something. You, you invest that money. If you're so good, like everyone says she is, why isn't she coaching? What the fuck? What That's what I was plan? wondering. That would have been your first thing. She's a thing. fucking idiot. She's an idiot. Simple. <laughs> Sorry. Next. <laughs> Who the fuck gets spaghetti at a nice Italian place? What a basic bitch Reese Witherspoon's Spaghetti and meatballs. That's what was on she their plate. She gets fucking spaghetti and meatballs at a nice Italian place, you fucking basic bitch. Yeah. I got so annoyed at that because, like, uh, Paul Rudd had some type of white sauce <laughs> spiral thing with a lot of green. I'm like, oh, that looks like a nice little plate. And they go over to her and it's fucking spaghetti meatballs. I'm like, oh, you're a basic bitch. Why don't you go get a fucking pumpkin frappe, basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> with your Uggs and your flannel. Another nitpick. This nitpick is from a compliment. I can. I absolutely enjoyed Tony Shalhoub's counselor scene. The yeah. stuff he says in there is a very good, legitimate view on mental health and the toxic view against it. He is in, in that little bit. I go, Ooh, I like this character. Can't wait for him to come back. Oh wait. He does not come back ever fucking again. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. I was excited to see his name in the credits and then I get that and I'm like, Oh cool. She's going to go see him a couple times and he's going to be an nope. important part. That's going to help her. Nope. Nope. But here's another thing. The lawyer at the beginning, uh, I like him. I like this like fatherly approach yeah. he has to Paul Rudd's character, who his dad is very impersonal. So he has that little, let me give you a little bit of advice. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be important. He never shows up ever again. He's gone as well. Yeah. It's like, why did you give these profound moments to characters that we never see ever again? Ugh. Catherine Hahn's great. Yeah, uh, she was a little hot, a little bit more... Like, well, she was pregnant during the filming, and like they are playing her character up like a very uh, irrational pregnant woman, which is a wow. little sexist, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it wasn't the worst. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you're right. She was definitely heightened yeah. from what she usually does. Turned it up just a notch. It, it, it was fine. It didn't really bother me too much, but man, it was a lot. When most of the scenes with her have Paul Rudd with his twitchiness at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, because they're like best friends in this. Yeah. And I I think I misquoted and said, oh, it looks like she's playing Reese Witherspoon's best friend, but she's actually playing Paul Rudd's best friend, which yes. is very His weird. assistant and best His friend. His assistant, who he's very yeah. close with. Treats her very well. Uh, I'll give credit to a couple things real quick. Uh, the rom-com formula was not there. It was not the standard rom-com formula, so I'll give him credit. It, it was a little more unpredictable, although I felt like you were an idiot if you ever thought Owen Wilson's character yeah. was going to get her in the end because he is a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. But for the most part, 
kind of a broken up of the normal formula. So that was interesting. Uh, Owen Wilson's performance whenever he's upset and he's trying to talk to her. Very funny when he's like, I wrote a note. Uh, I wanted something to say to you. And he's like, I broke a lamp. It was crazy. And she's like, oh, what did you want me to say? He's like, well, that was it. I, and then we see the note. And it says, I broke a lamp. It was crazy. It was crazy. I, I was wow. like, okay, that's wow. wow. That was pretty good. I, 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 I liked the broken lamp thing. It made me laugh. I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, the baby daddy gag was good. I already said that. I was the best character in the film. The hospital scene in general, I liked. Yeah, I it was liked. good. Uh, you're right about the camcorder gag. Like, of course, it was the camcorder gag. Of course, we were going into the camcorder gag. Of course. But the way that Catherine Hahn screams at it, she's so sweet to him through the film. So when she's <laughs> screaming, like, you didn't record it? You didn't get it? And then Owl's like, you didn't get it? What the hell? You know, that was like, okay, this is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I liked that. That actually made me laugh. So the hospital scene was like, I'm like, oh, are we finally getting this movie being decent? No, I was wrong. It it just immediately goes back to the boring dribble it was before. Yeah, it's uh, exactly like that. I was I was also getting kind of excited. I'm like, oh, they're going to go out with a bang. And then they did not. (laughs) By the way, when George leaves the hospital, he walks to the back of the towards the back of the bus. But then she stops the bus. And it's coming towards him because she walks to the front of him, which makes no sense. No, that doesn't. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, that's not how the bus works. The bus joke was pretty good, uh, where he's like, this is the opposite of, we'll just wait for the next one. And then another bus immediately arrives, and he's like, this is the opposite of a bus strike. <laughs> I was like, all right, that was that was pretty funny. That was good. Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of little itty-bitty things in here that I'm like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Although I will say this, Plato's story, absolutely real. Real story. Yeah. True story. Always been a fan of it. Uh, using it as the inspiration the way he did. That's I clever. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I go, this is good. I, I like this. And it really showed a personal level in that gift. Plus, he gave her a cheap jar of Play-Doh where... Owen Wilson gave her, you know, how who who knows how much that watch cost. It was like it had so many diamonds in it. Yeah. But like the whole idea was like, you know, where they are with those things. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was actually kind of good. I'm like, oh, that's a interesting view on the two people and what they are to each other. So Yeah. Did you yeah, know overall, that this uh one of the big budget uh issues with this one also was that James L. Brooks actually reshot the beginning and end of the movie after that sounds it was done. like him well i know he's famous for adring in different dialogue and there's a couple scenes where he clearly did that because mm-hmm. we get like the back of paul rudd's head but we can <laughs> see like his jaw moving and it doesn't line up with the the what's being said yeah yeah james l brooks started in tv and he's he's a tv i mean he's the simpsons guy you know think about every time you watch uh, Treehouse of Horror, James Hellbrooks is his name in there. Like He's a big Simpsons guy. So like uh, he definitely has TV mentality and just changing something small like that is something that he like tends to do, but it usually works out because his films are always very small as far as scale, which is great. Um, it works really well, but you, you can tell that 
there's sort of a weird edit, which makes you wonder what was the original ending? I don't know. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find either of the originals, the beginning or the ending. All I could find is that um, confirmation that it was reshot the beginning and the end. I think that <clears throat> Tony Shalhoub's character probably showed up more and he, he was cut for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, Dean Morris is in this, which is kind of funny. Um, you know him from Breaking Bad as Hank. He's the oh, guy yeah. who, he's at the very beginning. He's only in for a minute. Uh, and it's funny because her her friend who is... This movie has a weird thing where they, they kind of forget who characters are, which is why we just disappear characters. But like we meet her uh, friend... <sighs> the actress the the black lady who hooked her up with paul rudd i can't recall the actress's name and it seems like though this is her best friend we're gonna get a lot of her but then later when she has a best friend moment it's the lady who's like part of the board that who was in uh third watch yeah molly price i think was her name um and i'm like why are we why would you use a different character for this just keep this character the same character might be tiana Paris, I don't know the that character's is name. Okay, no, that is her uh, because she was in another film. She she's like, ended up doing quite a bit, uh, but this was like a bit part where she didn't do anything, unfortunately. Yeah, so like, just the movie was kind of a mess when it comes to characters because I didn't like anybody, and like you, you, you kind of have to like somebody, or you have to very much dislike people. There's the level of where you know you have a friends and Seinfeld and always sunny where the people are kind of bad people. And that's kind of why you were endearing to them. Cause they're all bad. Yeah. And you're like, these are all bad people. That's why I enjoy them, but they weren't all bad enough. Uh, you're right. That's the thing. I yeah. like Owen this Wilson could not make a decision. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Uh, yeah, sure. He wasn't the greatest guy in the world, you know, but just because somebody's trying. somebody's not just because someone's not boyfriend material, doesn't make him a necessarily a bad person, especially yeah, he since he's very outgoing with everything. Like when he offers her clothing to go home, he well, opens the closet. Yeah, he opens the closet. There's a bunch of different clothes in different sizes, and she the takes offense thing. to that. And yeah, I'm like, when, he, when all the well, toothbrushes showed up, I'm like, he's being very honest here. He's letting you know exactly what his life is about. Yeah, and is his life something that she she doesn't have to deal with? Yeah, absolutely. She shouldn't yeah, have to deal exactly. with that if she doesn't want to. But at least he, she knows he's not lying to her. One hundred percent. Even yeah. whenever when she asked the monogamy thing, he's honest about it. He could easily be like, "Yeah, sure we are," and then just walk away. But instead, he's like, "Well, hold on, I've turned down a lot of people, but you know, I still have a lot of people coming in when I'm on the road and stuff." Yeah, I'll stop the and whole I'm anonymous like, sex thing. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, he had admitted it in regular conversation that he was doing it. I mean, and you know, I don't know. It wasn't. I don't know their side conversations, but obviously, it wasn't taken off the table before then. And not saying that makes him a good guy, but no. like, wouldn't anonymous sex be better than non-anonymous sex when it comes to cheating? I don't know. Like, what? Well, well, would know. you rather it be like, <laughs> oh, this is a person that I spent some time with, and we we liked each other, so we went back and had sex, or would you rather it be like, oh, well, we just got caught up in things and fucked, and that was it. I feel like the anonymous part of it feels and they're both bad, but I feel they're like both the it feels that, a little better. It is true because that one's purely physical where the other one's physical and emotional. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. see if somebody's cheating just because of a 
purely physical thing, you can look at yourself and be like, all right, well, he has six pack abs and I don't, or, you know, whatever. But if it's emotional, that becomes much more complicated. I saw something on like celebrities and cheating one time. And it's like, it's because any person would, but the problem is celebrities, especially people like professional athletes, they have so many chances coming at them. Sure. And it's like, when you, when you factor it in percentage wise, it's like some guy who's, you know, been with his wife, never cheated on her. He's like, well, I have a hundred percent rate where I never cheated, but how many options, how many chances has he had to cheat throughout his life? Let's say five. But then when you put it into perspective of someone like a professional athlete and he's like, well, I've only cheated twice, but I've had 20,000 different women try to have sex with me. It's like, <laughs> I'm not, by the way, I'm not like not saying cheating is okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like it, there is like a thing when it comes to professional athletes and cheating that it's like it's almost going to happen, unfortunately. And like, again, him being honest and him like being very upfront with her is his version of being a good person. Yeah. Even exactly. though he's saying bad stuff. Paul Rudd's character sort of lies to her throughout the film because, you know, I know he didn't do anything wrong, but maybe tell her a little earlier that he is possibly a federal criminal. Yeah. Yeah. And his girlfriend in the beginning is a horrible person. Oh, oh she's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll give her credit. I enjoyed that. She was honest with him and was like, listen, I have a lot going on. My career is important. And although I do care about you, this is too much for me to focus on. And I need to focus on my career. It's more important. That's good for her. Good for her absolutely awesome that she was able to kind of go at him and do that but doing it when he's at his most vulnerable right as he found out all the situation that's pretty shitty (laughs) wow like yeah yeah wow (laughs) wow you know what i i'm gonna say this and i might be wrong i did not hear him say wow in this film i don't think i did i was listening i don't think i heard him say it either after they had sex, I'm like, here it is. He's going to say, wow. He goes, oh, that was great. That was great. And I'm like, damn it. He didn't say, wow. He said, that was great. He goes, it was amazing. It wasn't it amazing. And I'm like, oh, no. It's like he was actively I, trying not to. I was waiting for a wow for a long time. Didn't get a wow. Yeah. Uh, Jesse. Yeah. Should have bomb. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean try as I might, I can't here's the thing. Not only can I not find any redeeming qualities, I tried to play the uh pixel game where I choose a different cast to put in here to see if it's better. Uh-huh. And it's not. No. The story is just not great. The no. way the characters are written, they, they're all not great humans, but none of them are really horrible humans. There's no really defined good guy, um, you know, because Paul Rudd is still going after Reese Witherspoon when she's in a relationship oh, yeah. and she says that. And As much as he is shown as, oh, he's a good man. guy, it's like, he's still really trying hard and trying right. to get drunk, by the way. 
a taken woman who had let him know not only a that she was taken, but b hey, I have a boyfriend, and if I get drunk, will you not try to do anything? And he didn't overtly try, but there was definitely moments where he was very clearly trying to charm her. So he's not a good person. No. Catherine Hahn might be the best person in this film, and she did try to attack a person. Granted, they yeah. sort of deserved it. Well, he probably deserved it, yeah. Yeah, and she tried <laughs> to break a law and tell him things that were going on, which I was like, oh, you know, that's only going to cause more trouble. But again, she's doing it out of the kindness of her heart. Sure, yeah. yeah. So I did like that moment where she tried to hit him that was that was fun i enjoyed yeah. that but it's like five seconds out of the film oh yeah well that's the thing is there's about i'd say 45 seconds to a minute of really funny bits in this but <laughs> at at 90 minutes i should have more than one minute being good yeah there's like 30 minutes of cell phone ringing <sighs> yeah and the rest of it was people saying stuff like you know the the strongest blades are forging the hottest fires <laughs> and i'm like oh my god <laughs> happiness you gotta take happiness it doesn't come for free i don't know what the it's like a bunch of fucking <laughs> shit like that you're like what are you fucking saying man does Not- everything in here sound like it was from a fucking coles i was so annoyed the entire time with that shit <laughs> yeah that's like, god damn it if i wanted to read this i'd walk down the fucking rustic plank aisle at fucking hobby lobby and read those signs <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I, by the way i don't think it sh- i think it should bomb yes absolutely i don't know if i said that but yes it should fucking bomb i don't know if we made vomit. that clear <laughs> just fucking bomb it all man I, I this movie not only should it bomb i fucking hate this movie for for taking away james l brooks from us and taking away fucking jack nicholson from us right and probably set back <clears throat> all three of their careers uh, the three main of a decent amount of time. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think, let's see here. When was the last time Reese Witherspoon did something after this? Um, actor, not producer. IMDB. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to see who's a producer on something? Come on. So this was 2010 and she didn't do, Oh, well she was in water for elephants the next year. Oh, well that movie wasn't that bad. Yeah. So that's she, a she rebound romance drama that I actually enjoy. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Owen Wilson. His next movie was 2010. Oh shit, he had movies in 2010. Uh, oh, Little Fockers, Hall Pass. Uh, yeah, so he bounced back and then had Cars the next year. Wow. Or Cars too. Yeah. Wow. Kachow. I don't have a kachow. <laughs> you should have put a kachow in there. Kachow. Um, and then Paul. You just have an Owen Wilson board. I should have done a kachow. Damn it. Now I feel Who, bad. I forgot he was in Cars. You just said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he doesn't say. I don't know if he says wow in Cars. He usually just says kachow. Nah, he um, says kachow for sure. He doesn't say wow in uh, Loki at all, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they didn't. But by the way, not only is like. Paul Rudd's Ant Man, uh, and then you have Mobius as you know what's his name, and then <laughs> uh, Catherine Hahn is Agatha, and I'm like, oh, they actually three Marvel characters in this, and I was like, that's kind of interesting, and but then of course like none of them really did anything, but it was kind of interesting to see three Marvel characters show up in a wow. like a romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So what was Paul Rudd's next movie after? He did a lot at that <laughs> period. That was when he was doing like I Love You Man and all that stuff. So. I don't think this slow. I guess this didn't I, slow the three young people down at all. 
Yeah, it's um. Let's see. How do you know? It's so weird typing that in. I hate the title. I hate you, generic titles. I, like yeah, this. and have you like I tried to type this into Google, and autocomplete just filled in the weirdest shit. Yeah, how do you know if you're pregnant? No, I didn't. What the fuck? <laughs> That's one that I got too. <laughs> Honestly, soldier was hard when we did soldier. It was hard to find stuff on soldier because when you yeah. have just the word soldier, it's like you must mean something else. Yeah. It's like nope, so, just soldier. How do you know it's 2010? We've got our idiot brother. Uh, Wonderlust, uh, uh, the that. perks of being a wallflower. This is forty. Those were the next two years. All right, yeah, this is forty. Was a big deal. So, all right. So he he did he did some things. He did some things. Did you come up with a, a tagline? <laughs> um, I came up with two that belong to other movies and two actually created for this. All right, let's see, let's see. I only have one, so let's <clears throat> hear your four. Okay, so the four I got, the first two uh, were from, um, let's see here. This one was uh, from one of the Major League movies. And it's, uh, when these oddballs try to play hardball, the results are totally screwball. <laughs> one, another one, from one was from a Vanilla Ice movie. And it's uh, when oh. a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. Just add ice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I created from my own brain, how do you know what you're watching? <laughs> and how do you know what toxic relationship to choose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you got? My, mine is Paul Rudd is a moron in a city of fucking assholes. <laughs> that's that's good. And just because that's the fucking movie. He's he's a fucking idiot, and it, it's like the entire the entirety of the movie is how stupid Paul Rudd is, and how fucking mean everyone else is. So. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's the, that was that should have been the tagline. Paul Rudd is a moron in a city of fucking assholes. No. <laughs> oh, man. This is our first romantic comedy we did, though. And I got to say, I've seen romantic comedies I enjoy. I'm not one of those people that just hates romantic comedy. So I don't want people to think that I'm just like super anti this because. Uh, but this was not good. And I wouldn't suggest no. this for anybody to watch. No. Even people that love romantic comedies. My sister loves Reese Witherspoon. She's one of her biggest fans. And I, I reached out to her. I said, hey, have you seen How Do You Know? It's Reese Witherspoon. She goes, oh, no, but it's got Owen Wilson. I really like him. I go, no, 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 no. Don't watch it. <laughs> she goes, really? It's got Paul Rudd in it. And she loves Clueless. It's one of her favorite films. And I go, I understand that this cast is really tricking you right now. They put a lot of glitter on this turd. But trust me, it's still a turd. And it is quite the turd. Yeah. So is. she was like, I guess I won't watch it. I go, it's bad. It, it was so boring. I go, nothing about it was interesting. And this is coming from me who I, I, I lived with my sister for a long time. We watched sweet home, Alabama. That was like a movie she had on repeat. Okay. So like, I'm used to this stuff and so, legally blonde. I've seen those maybe a million times. Give me uh one to two romantic comedies that you like, just so the people know that we do sure. in fact uh, like romantic down comedies. with love. That's a good uh, one. Jude Law. Probably haven't it? heard it. No, no. no, no, no McGregor. No, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Uh, Jude Law was in the remake of Alfie and I really enjoyed it. That was good. He's really good in there. Not really a romantic comedy. Yeah. Because there definitely is like a, uh, men are kind of shitty thing in there. Sure. Uh, but Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. I really enjoy that one. So, I mean, there's others, I mean, from the top of my head, I can't really think of many, but I got those three out pretty quick. So that was a surprise. <laughs> so my three favorites, oh, oh, um, even though I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, view from the top where she plays a stewardess, it's a romantic okay. comedy with her as a stewardess. Very good. Nice. 
Okay. So, yeah. I my top three in no apparent order are I love you, man. Forgetting. Is that a romantic comedy? Yeah. Well, it's about um, yeah. for men. Okay. I mean, well, I fuck, if it's ish. got Jason Siegel in it, I love it. So, well, like, and then Sarah Marshall and all that shit. Those that was another like, one. But my okay. Well, if then, you're going, yes. if you're going completely one hundred percent, what I like to call mushy. Okay. You know, they're mushy That's what comedies. I meant, yeah. Because um, you, I mean, anything with Jason Siegel, I'll watch. Honestly, like, five year engagement, all of them. I love serendipity. Serendipity. It's uh, Kate Beckinsale and John Good. Cusack. I watched it on a whim one day many, many, many years ago, and I was enthralled. If I, if I watch it nowadays, it probably doesn't hold up, but mm. I I loved that movie and watched it so many times. So Interesting. That, and it is 100% just rom-com, a, you know, romantic thing. There's another big one that I'm searching for while you're talking, but I'll get to it whenever we get there. Sure. And what was the other one you said? Oh, those those were the three. Oh, I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jason Siegel romantic comedies are, are phenomenal. He's amazing. Yeah. And then you've got the added bonus of uh, I love you, man, being Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're so good in it, too. They're ridiculous. Slap it up, yes, man. <laughs> Have you seen Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Adam Driver in What If? I have not. It's a romantic comedy that is yes. fantastic. Really? Uh, a, a, if you've ever seen the Adam Driver meme where he's like, this is good soup. Yeah. And yeah. then where he's like, I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos. That's from that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the movie's great. This looks fantastic. Movie, and, and Adam, Adam Driver's fucking great in it. And, and Daniel Radcliffe plays like a fucking, he's a tiny little man who has a crush on this girl whose boyfriend is a big handsome man. And he becomes like her best friend while trying to like hide his feelings the entire time. Very good. Very interesting. Uh, worth it for the, uh, the oh man, we watched it on here. Terminator uh, Salvation, uh, not Salvation. What's the, what was the Terminator? Movie? Dark Fate. Dark yeah, Fate. Dark yeah. Fate. <clears throat> the girl who plays the Terminator in that, she's Adam Driver's girlfriend in this. Fantastic. Oh, okay. He is so fucking charming in that movie. If, uh, Adam Driver's a charming dude. Does your significant other like romantic comedies? Uh, to a point, they have to be pretty heavy on the comedy. Okay, this is an easy set through, though. I'm telling you right now, easy set through. If, if there's a, I know our audience is probably mostly men, and uh, if you if you got a girl that's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get those romantic comedies. I gotta get that formulaic formula in there where it's, you know, love, love, fail, mm-hmm. love, fail, love, love, love. If you need that, if you need that map, I'm telling you, what if I'm going to have to watch this because we do, uh, we are tick. We watch TikTok a lot together. Uh, that's weird, but we do sit on one device and watch TikTok together. Uh, <laughs> but we are constantly saying every time we'll eat something, the other one makes we're like mm, good soup, you know? And then soup. I've used the, I've just had sex. I'm like, Hey, nachos several times. <laughs> yeah. Now and you know what it's from. Now I know what it's from. And now I got to get this movie because yeah, the movie's great. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah, so there's a good thing that came out of this shitty movie we just watched. Yeah. Another movie with a very ambiguous title. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> uh. when you enter What If Film, it's like, you mean the TV series by Marvel? You're like, no, I don't mean the fucking yeah. TV series. <laughs> that's what it was giving me. I'm like, yeah. no, movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesse, <laughs> what's next? Well, let's find out. Mystical, magical, new movie number generator. Give me my number... And it yeah, is. Really, 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 really
92. 92. The Postman, 1997. Fucking right. Yes. After that steak <laughs> burger, I need something I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Right. Legitimately love this film. Kevin Costner. Uh, yeah. I know. I can tell what's bad in it, and I legitimately love it. Just like Waterworld. I know what's bad in that fucking yeah. film, but I can tell you right now. I'm Waterworld's like, on our list. It. I thought it should bombed. be. That movie lost a bunch of money, didn't it? It is not on our list. That what? is strange because I thought it bombed pretty hard. Maybe it made money. Maybe I'm wrong. Postman lost money and Waterworld didn't. Postman has fucking Tom Petty in it, man. Yeah, out of the two <laughs> movies, I, I would have to say, I don't know. I think I might like Postman better. Oh, that's a hard question if I like Postman. Or... I mean, hmm. yeah, Dennis Hopper's in Waterworld. Dennis Hopper's in I Waterworld. I like Dennis but... Hopper a lot. The bad guy in Postman is uh mm. uh oh fuck the guy from he's in a bunch of shit, damn it! What's his name? Um, yeah, <laughs> hold on, it's uh uh Will Patton, right? Will Patton, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Will Patton's good stuff. He's and he like quotes Shakespeare and stuff through it. Yeah, which is super cool. Oh god, that movie. man! I'm looking at the cast right now. Uh, IMDb doesn't have oh yeah it does have budget information okay so Waterworld just in case you were curious um, estimated budget of 175 million dollars boy for like 1998 that's a lot of fucking money that's a whole lot of money (laughs) Um, gross in US and Canada was 88 million and the gross world this is why the gross worldwide was 264 million Oh man, China loved that movie. It huh? picked, they picked up more than a hundred million dollars, like almost two hundred million dollars overseas. My, God, I'm looking at the okay, and obviously we'll discuss it on the podcast. So I'm not gonna say anything here, but I'm looking at the budget for this Postman compared to Waterworld. Can't believe that, first of all. And then I'm looking at what the what this movie made, and I'm blown away. So this is gonna be absolutely fun. Uh, I can't wait to revisit Ford Leak and Mercury. <laughs> my favorite character in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, look, a, I'm I looking forward to this forward. one. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's good stuff, man. Oh, I haven't man. seen it for a long time. Good soup. Good soup. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a sound. That, that should be a clip on your board right there. <laughs> it might have to be from now on. <laughs> I think I've got a couple buttons. Um, I got like three buttons that have nothing. I think they're going to be a wow, a good soup, and then something for the third one. Oh yeah, well, a wow is always good. I feel like wow. there should be a Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, there should be a Nick Cage thing in there somewhere. But uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know what we'll it would be. But that. we need to find that. <laughs> okay, which one do you narrow it down to? My right. God. Well, that's for a different day, maybe a different project. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this was. Uh, I would like to say it was fun, but it wasn't. <laughs> the most fun I had was learning I get to watch a movie I like next. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesse, where can the good folks find you? You find me on Twitter. I'm at Pen of Doom. That's P E N O F D O O M. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm Brando Supreme, and you can also find us on Facebook. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. Uh, you can also send us an email to magictalkybox at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm, you can go down to the bottom of the page there and there is a place where you can leave us a voicemail uh we'll listen to it and say good soup or just had sex gonna have nachos 
or cry ourselves to sleep, whichever happens first. <laughs> uh, and also on that page, there is a little cup that you can put schmackles into if you so feel like it. This, this is a Fast and Furious <laughs> schmackle mug. My Fast and Furious mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fa- I live my life a quarter at a time because I'm homeless and you gotta ah. put it in this mug. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking wow. wow. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Can't wait. See you guys. Neat. <laughs>